bitch, when I tell you I want the meteor to come in the HOV lane or natural selection to start kicking in, I mean that. Fendi, like the bag. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is Mr. Fox of the I Refuse Podcast. Y'all just won't let me live. Y'all just won't let me go away for a week, get my bearings back, get my facilities back, just return to somewhat familiarity of who I was before I got my little surgery or whatever. So there I was minding my african-american business and before i get started i would like to start with a few housekeeping items you know the academy of the date oh sorry the daytime emmy awards were announced 2022 and a couple of my favorites have been nominated and i cannot be more over the moon you know we over here at the i refuse podcast we're rooting for everybody black and even some non-people of color favorites, you know, didn't want y'all to think I was just one-dimensional out this piece. Abbott Elementary. I knew, I knew in my bones, in my Negro bones, the from the pilot last year that this show was going to sweep. The show, some of the, um, the cast was going to sweep. They were, like... There's just nothing like it. And all over Twitter, I was just like, yes. And the nominations are exactly what I expected. Like, Outstanding Comedy Series. I knew that was going to be a no-brainer. Um, I mean, to have your first, the first two episodes have like the highest ratings and the highest viewership of, I believe, any network show in recent memory. Says something. And on top of that, for it to be written and co-produced and starring a black woman. And not only that, more than half the cast is black. Like, you have Quinta Brunson, you have Cheryl Lee Ralph, you have Tyler James Williams, and you have Janelle James. Jones. James. Everybody's great on that show, the the main cast, but... <laughs> when I tell you, bitch, like, Janelle James, I just knew. I just knew. I just knew. Though, so, the... The news that came out first to my eyes was that, you know, Abbott Elementary, which is on Hulu and in, and I believe on ABC, um, Emmy nominated for Outstanding Comedy Series, right? Quinta Brunson. Same Quinta Brunson that brought you the, um, the movie theater skit where they're at the concession stand and she's with her boyfriend and he's ordering and she's like, ah! He got money. Get all for him. A large. That Quinta Brunson. 
nominated for Outstanding Lead Act- Actress in a Comedy Series. Janelle James, who plays the principal in Abbott Elementary and who um, has, who is a great stand-up comedian. Now, I first saw her at Abbott Elementary and not too long after the first couple of episodes, I saw her as part of a collective of comedians on a Netflix series. Um, I think it's called The Stand-Ups. I believe she's in season two. Hilarious. And I mentioned that on the on this podcast earlier. Nominated. Emmy nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. Also, Tyler James Williams of Everybody Hates Chris fame. Nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actor in, in Abbott Elementary. Also, Queen Shirley Ralph. Original Dream Girls. Moesha's stepmom, Lauren Hill's uh, mother and sister act two, who we jokingly blame for making Lauren Hill late to everything to this day. Nominated also for Outstanding Supporting Actress in Abbott Elementary. It's it's looking it's looking tight. It's looking tight because from the moment Shirley Ralph told Tyler James Williams character in Abbott Elementary sure bring your little Nissan sandwich when I tell you my ever-loving soul left my body it she has these she has these one-liners and she has the non-verbal down to a pact and the great thing about it is that it reminds me of some of the faculty when I was coming up in grade school and middle school who were just like that with other teachers, but also with like some of the kids, where it's like her tone, the tone and the energy says she means well, but you just can't help but feel like slight shade in that. Like, I still to this day don't think that boy drives a Nissan. And why does she say Nissan? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's that shade. <laughs> It couldn't have been like a Benz or a BMW or something. Little Nissan sandwich. This is before we even saw the boy in a car. Moving on, I want to make I want to make this very important um, note that you know if Quinta wins, when she wins, because rooting for everybody black in this category, she'll be the second black actress to win lead actress um, at the Emmys in a comedy. Right behind Isabel Sanford, who first won for the Jeffersons. If Janelle wins, she'll be the second black actress to win supporting actress in a comedy. Right behind Jack A. Harry, who won for 227 uh, back in 84, 85. Also, while I'm doing my housekeeping items, I want to shout out to some of my acting faves who were also nominated. Now, you, if you've been listening to the podcast, I hope you have and you've been subscribing because where else are you going to get this exciting, funny shit? I mentioned in, I think, Mix Nuts 8 or 9 about some of the shows I've been watching. Severance on Apple Plus TV. I, wow. So, for Severance, uh, Patricia Arquette has been nominated for Outstanding Supporting Actress 
for Severance. Which is well-deserved because she... So her character gives me spooky and vitriol, like, laced and just... Just... you. The elevator doesn't go all the way up, and you can tell that she is working on something. Like, there's something going on with her in her mind. Um, She's trying to do little... She's doing little things as the series progresses. um, And you're not quite sure what it all means. I mean, at this point, you're not really quite sure what any of this really means. Um... By midway through the first season, you get a sense of, okay, they're each trying to hatch a plan to get out of this out of this environment, which is playing on their minds. And Patricia Arquette's character is someone that is either pulling the strings along with other parties that are unnamed but also trying to keep the secret of the process or the secret of the environment a secret like she's trying to keep it together but you're not really sure why but nevertheless uh patricia arquette like the range just in i believe episode five in, in episode six like, I've been a stand of Patricia Arquette since Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Like, anybody that's out here kicking uh, Freddy Krueger's ass or trying to do away with him and actually lives to tell about it, oh, a queen in my book. So I love that for her. I love that Christopher Walken and John Turturro are both nominated, Emmy nominated for Best Support, Outstanding Supporting Actor in Severance. Also, the lead, the male lead, Adam Scott, I believe his name is. Um, he, I'm attracted to his uh, strange, offbeat look. Um, he gives me a little Tom Cruise in the face. Um, but he has what I like about him, and I believe this is part of the character, is... And Severance, we're still talking about Severance, by the way. He has a... An offbeat rhythm to his walk and his mannerisms. Um, It's for him, for his character, his performance, it's all in the, the face and his reactions to none other than, like, the strange actions and the behaviors of the co-workers around him especially the redhead um in the first half of the first season adam scott nominated for outstanding lead actor in i believe it's limited tv a limited tv series also um i've mentioned on this podcast earlier about only Murders in the Building, which is also on Hulu. Um, Steve Martin and Martin Short both nominated for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy. Rightfully so. Uh, I 
I actually believe, in my personal opinion, between the two of them, I think Martin Short may may win this. Like, he may have a greater chance. So, there are currently, there's currently one full season of Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. The second season kicked off, I believe, last week, officially. Um, there's currently, I believe, three episodes of the second season available to watch. Um, Steve Martin is, love him, adore him, um, mildly attracted to him, have been for the longest time. Can't go wrong with what he brings to the table, right? He has, he's a, he has like a, a straight, steady style as far as like comedy and drama and everything. But he, he has these spurts that just sends me out the fucking room where he, it's like moments of anxiety and moments of shrill and panic and nobody does it better than he does. Steve, uh, Martin Short. In, on this show, he is one that is more like, he's with the plan and he's with the other two, you know, it's him and Steve Martin and Selena Gomez, who, honestly, it would have been nice, in my opinion, had she been nominated for, like, supporting actress or something, um, but I, but I get it, like, you know, between, she's, she's with some heavy hitters, I, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna hold you, not only is she with heavy hitters in the main cast, because the three of them make up the main cast, everybody else is in and out throughout the course of the show, but on top of that, she is acting across heavy hitters that are guest stars, like Nathan Lane, who's also been nominated. Jane Lynch, who's also been nominated. And I assume, well, of course, this, these nominations for these shows are based off of the previous season, not the current one. Um, but, yeah, like, I, she's good. Like, she holds her own. Um, and it's great that I get the chance to see her in an adult role. Like, I honestly don't typically see it for like child stars or Disney stars in like serious roles um the exception is Ryan Gosling um I know I'm taking that way back but like you won't really see me go up for like Zac Efron in in movies um I didn't see the Baywatch reboot even though he was ripped like fuck um, I, I, I just need something, you know what I mean? I just, but with my longstanding fandom of Steve Martin and Martin Short, I was already sold. But with that, Selena Gomez is a rather decent surprise. Um, she's not overacting. She's not weak in her delivery or her performance, um, it would be interesting to see what 
she, how she'll do over the course of the second season. Uh, but moving right along, um, Atlanta, again, Donald Glover is nominated for Outstanding Lead Actor, which was surprising to me because, A, um, Atlanta just came back. Or no, Atlanta ended, sorry. Just like recent as within the last month. And I watched the whole season. And I feel like Donald Glover, while he's good, I believe the performances that that stood out for me were Brian Tyree. um, You know... Lakeith Lakeith Stanfield, I feel like, was underutilized this past season. But essentially, Brian Tyree just stole scenes for me. You know, the the man with the the old man with the tree episode is is a standout for me. The episode where they try to find his find the phone was a great standout and of course the um the episode where he and Darius get high and he want paperboy want, wanders off i believe that's the cakewalk episode but it was even more so interesting to me was that nobody else during the course of the season was nominated, not even like any of the guest actors, because, you know, this season, it was almost like half and half where every other episode was an episode with the main cast. And then every other episode between was led by other people. Like I was surprised that, um, Justin, I forget his last name. He's from The Hangover. Bartha. Justin Bartha was not nominated for his performance in the Atlanta episode, season three. Uh, shit. About the, uh, not the, was it the reparations? So there was the reparations episode and then, you know, whoever the guest actor was for the episode involving the um, indigenous uh, au pair, that episode, um, that was a great episode. Um, And the acting was really good. So it was surprising to me that of the like of the entire show, Donald Glover gets lead act or is the only person nominated. You know, Donald Glover, you know, he doesn't the character he plays, Earn, just was not at the forefront of my mind this entire season. Paperboy was though. And I feel like Paperboy, if not lead, at least outstanding supporting actor and there were a couple of standout episodes not many because again they split that I'm sure could have been submitted 
That's just my personal opinion. It would have been nice to see more of Zazie Beat's character, Van, this season. I mean, the season finale, her episode was... I mean, for her to to execute a foreign language, essentially take on another character, another life, and be part of that and then go in and out. You want to talk about range? And she wasn't even, like, mentioned or nominated. That That's a snub, in my opinion. But nevertheless, you know, that is the housekeeping items for this episode. We are going to be moving on. Hunter fucking Biden. What the fuck, bro? So, if you have been living under a rock or if you are still in the Oregon Trail, I'm here to share with you another shitstorm that has occurred. Like, people are setting themselves on fire yet again. Hunter Biden has essentially fell into another hack, another leak. This time, his whole entire iCloud storage has been hacked. We're talking roughly anywhere between 250 gigabytes to 500 gigabytes of data. Text threads, call logs, contact lists, FaceTime videos. Videos of days in the life of Hunter Biden, allegedly. You know, when I tell you, like, the snippets that people have been seeing and have been discussing, allegedly, you know, people that are anti-Biden have been foaming at the mouth. You know, people that are, like, anti-Democrat, anti, you know, anybody that's not Trump. Foaming at the mouth, setting themselves on fire, like, literally dousing themselves with thirst. Because they're in these threads and in these conversations, allegedly, wanting concrete dirt as if they're fucking Barbara Walters or Hugh Downs or some shit like they have the pull to really turn the tide from their little backwoods house or whatever nevertheless allegedly this this leak and there was links there was a, a 4chan, allegedly, that I'm close to 40 years old, and I've heard about 4chan a lot. But in my previous history, right, you know, I, f- I find 4chan hard to navigate if you don't have, like, a dedicated topic. Like, Reddit is easy. 4chan, you know, a good friend of mine years ago was telling me about 4chan just in passing about something else. And I was just like, I went home one night, pulled it up, and I was just like, oh no, like, what what the hell is this? So allegedly with this Hunter Biden thing, 
this iCloud leak and this 4chan thing, apparently or allegedly there is like different codes and numbers and keychain IDs. It's like when you are like a regular schmo, nine to five, mind your business, pay your taxes, you know, get your check every two weeks. And you you see stuff like this. You're like, should I even be here? Should I even should I even be should I even have this page up? Right? Should I even have this open on my phone? I mean, because it's like y'all like to tussle over you know allegedly the the vax having a chip in it to track us and shit like that while you guys walk around all day with a tracking device in your hands at all times your phones but y'all want to throw yourselves off of brooklyn bridge over over this kind of stuff oh well you know suck my ass so I'm just saying though, like, you, 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 you think when you think of like a politician's family, like adult sons, people connected to other, you know, these people, and you have the opportunity to look at this stuff. You you don't know what you're gonna pull up when you double click on these hyperlinks and. You know, you see, you go through the thread and you see like little thumbnails. And in Hunter Biden's case, allegedly the the range, the range is something. First of all, it's bits and pieces. It's scattered, like it's stuff scattered. It you you you're sitting there and like there's stuff being thrown at you. And it's it's like sporadic, it's chaotic, it's videos, it's clips, it's stuff people put together, put the music, um, it's stuff that's photoshopped. You can't even verify or you know any of this shit as credible. For all you know, it could be somebody that's just like out to get these people for whatever reason. Because you know, gotta take them down because gas too fucking high. Whatever. So, the range, though. Okay. Allegedly, and I'm basing this off of a previous leak that occurred. When, during a previous leak, there was a video that circulated. um, And a couple of pictures. The video itself, it was one of two. The video itself, apparently, it it was dark. You know, Hunter, this was allegedly Hunter was laying on the couch. Uh, with The camera was facing the couch, so he was laying, you know, at one end. But ass naked, allegedly. Um, allegedly was getting a job of some sort. You know, the, the genital part was blurred out, allegedly. And you see part of his face and the upper part of his body and maybe his legs down to the knees and you see 
appendages from the coming into the frame from the other end of the window from the other end you can't tell if it's like hands or whatever and i was like okay this isn't this isn't gonna make it far but with that there were a couple of pictures now when it comes to this is my own personal taste when it comes to like celebrity men you know whether i've been curious about them for a long time and i just happened to get a leak allegedly or it's someone i never really paid attention to but is high profile by association like hunter biden i could care less about the chaotic shit or you know the shit that feeds the rumor mill i what piqued my interest and it's been it's was like this since the first leak were two of the photos that people were claiming was of him but they were headless right they were headless and me being part of the culture since 17 and when i say the culture the gay gay community i have been on the receiving end for more than half my life of photos Headless photos, like, just clothed, but the dick is out. All, you know, different variations, right? And at this point, I'm like, this doesn't tell me anything. I mean, good, you know, it's a nice, sizable equipment center. Nice, sizable 747. But I, too many times in, in this life... I don't know who started this fucking trend where it's like you could be communicating with a guy or a woman or whatever you're into. And, you know, it varies from person to person as to how soon you get to that point in the conversation where it's like, hey, um, so, uh, so, uh, so, uh, you wanna, uh, you know, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, uh, excuse me, uh, um, queen of the night, senor of the night, you wanna, um, you mind showing me some, you know, some of yours and I'll show you some of mine. So, I've gotten better about this. Um, and, you know, sometimes I am sensitive that it's not possible for a person to do head to toe with their dick and stuff i've gotten i've i've been more receptive better at receiving the the data or whatever but i was like these two pictures these could be of anybody like i need to see the face you know it's kind of like when that calvin harris leak happened um, and I was on, I was on, I was late to the party. Like up until that point, I had the one picture where he's standing. It looks like in the doorway somewhere, shirtless with his abs and all that stuff. And mind you, Calvin Harris, when he started as a DJ, did not look like that. 
you know, he wasn't ugly then. He was just broken poor. Um, but nevertheless, like, at some point within the past couple of years, you know, he was trending one day on Twitter. And I was like, okay. So, of course, like any nosy motherfucker, I clicked on the, the trending thing. And I just saw, like, people describing it. But they were funny about it. They were like, yeah, that looks like a UK dick. Or, oh, yay, that, you know, that thing is long like a hose. And I'm like, what? So fast forward to a different day where I actually got to see it. And I was like, it was all up in the camera. I was like, okay, sir, like, it was all up in the camera. It did very much give like masterpiece theater cast member dick like i'm not i'm not even gonna lie i was like this thing it when you have it that close i'm just saying like please i'm just saying like you have it that close you you just can't get a sense of the whole thing you got it all up in the camera and you got it from the under the the back so the 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 other side, if you're facing it, right? And it's like, this thing is just like long and you can't get a sense of like diameter and its relation to another object. Like, but he just said he got that thing up in there. It looked like, let me tell you what it looked like. Bitch, when I tell you it looked like... It looked like something from SeaWorld with a turtleneck on. And it just, for me, it was just like, if it wasn't for part of his face showing in the window, this is my point. If it wasn't for part of his face showing in the window, I would have swiped right, drag and drop into the recycling bin and deleted that shit. Um, because it's, it's, it's interesting to me how it's, it's almost like, and I know you listening to this can sympathize with me. It's almost like these days, the dick in the face doesn't match. Like, it's like, it's hard to believe that that's the person. So that's how I approached the Hunter Biden thing. I was like, yeah, right. There's no fucking way that's actually him. I mean, that that could be somebody else. That could be a Photoshop. But lo and behold, me being a Twitter user and me doing what, again, what I just mentioned, where it was like Hunter Biden was trending. Uh, I haven't looked back since. Bitch, when I tell you I clicked on hunter biden as a twitter trending topic and i saw it at rest nonetheless that motherfucker got a volvo between his pants and between his legs like oh my god and it's not even fully that's the thing like he it could have been the angle because it was a photo. It was 
allegedly a photo of him with two women in an elevator. It had to be like abroad, right? Because this elevator had nothing but mirrors. Mirrors on the walls, mirrors on the ceiling. God bless the ta- the overly tattooed woman in the elevator that took the photo. Um, she took a few photos in the elevator. And one of the photos, she aimed the camera up to the ceiling. So you got a view of everybody in the elevator. And then Hunter, allegedly, this is Hunter, butt-ass naked in the elevator. And it doesn't look like a private elevator. I could be wrong. It could be a freight elevator in the back. You know, some places you can just take an elevator into an apartment or a loft or something. Standing there butt-naked, dick just slinging. And not just, like, average size either. And it's just hanging out. It's not pointed to the North Pole. It's not pointed to Seattle. It's not pointed to any travel destination you want to go to on this American Airlines. It's not pointed. It's just it's just there. And third leg adjacent. Like, could easily nominate. And he's not engaging in any activity. He's just standing there. I was like, okay. So maybe that was allegedly Hunter Biden in the previous league. But moving on in my experience, you know, of course, as the day went on yesterday, you know, I was late to the the Hunter Biden party. As the day went on, you know, thing, other things started to fall out. Now, again, I can give a shit less about what he doodles in the in composition books and you know what he what kind of drugs allegedly he puts on the scale um how much money he's allegedly offering the woman that's putting on the black thigh high boots i can give a shit less about him allegedly stripping down at the beach and running into the water and coming back out while looking allegedly rather um, under the influence. Um, I can give a shit less of this picture allegedly of him eating a fat hoagie while a woman is allegedly hogtied to the bed next to him. I can give a shit about any of that. I can give a shit about the fact allegedly that he has his father saved in his phone as pedo Pete. Now, that definitely, that was the zenith uh, that caused people to set themselves on fire. Like, people, just how feverish people get. Like, it's not like we're we're like hurting financially. Like, people are going out of their way. Like... It's it's crazy, but for me personally, I I like a good rousing game of catch the cock, and that picture and two of the videos, which one confirmed that 
confirmed the earlier uh, video ad mentioned where it was all blurred out and I wasn't sure what that appendage was that was rubbing on him in the previous video. Allegedly, Hunter Biden is into getting jacked off with feet. And it's a good show. Allegedly, it's a good show to see. You know, Hunter Biden is a very handsome guy. You know, when news broke two days ago, you know, I had to put the hair behind my ears and face the fact that I was kind of, I'm kind of turned on by coked out Hunter Biden. I ain't even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna hold you. But here we are. You know, I didn't give a shit else about allegedly the crack, allegedly the cocaine, alleged on the scale and all that stuff and you smoking it and everything. I don't give a shit about you allegedly having in your camera roll, you know, S, you know, STDs between, you know, the girl's fingers and on your dick and stuff like that. I don't give a shit, you know? Um, if anything, this experience says more about the generation and the culture right now, um, how ignorant we are that to politics and government and how sad we are. Like this, this whole telegram thing and the kind of conversation, the direction it was going where people are just salivating and foaming at the mouth like Turner and Hooch trying to get any kind of dirt on these people. For what? Like, you think they're gonna just you know open the door and open the window say, come on in, play the Threes Company theme and receive whatever dirt you think you may have when there isn't anything crazy. Like, okay you saw you saw a little Becky on the scale but you can't confirm that it's actually him doing it moving along you know Candace Owens was on DJ Academic show and I'm gonna play the bit in a minute and then we're gonna um, offer our, our opinions and also, I don't even think you guys really go back and forth about actual, you know, intellectual ideas. It's just kind of like... she tries, but she tries to play on the court of intellectuality, and that drives me crazy, right? So let me tell you when Cardi B caught my attention, right? Mm. I don't care. Cardi B, you want to rap? You want to do whatever you want to do? Whatever. I liked her better in Love and Hip Hop when she had bad teeth, personally, because <laughs> she was fun. She actually, she just seemed, she seemed happier in a weird way. And, you know, sometimes more money, more problems, things get more serious. I get it. But, you know, she... When she was selected by the Biden administration to answer questions on behalf of the black community, and I knew what he was going to represent. So all of these taxes you think she that was you selected? Of course, they sat down and they think we're stupid, right? Do you think of all of the people that the Biden... I thought she when, started to speak and then, and then people kept looking at her for no, answers to No, this is when things. he was running, okay? Oh, okay. Talking about when he was running, when oh. she had the super long nails and she interviewed him and during COVID. No one could get an interview oh, with Biden and they oh, picked so, oh, Cardi okay, B okay, to okay, interview okay. Biden. You remember right. that? You know? Okay, all right. Yeah, think yeah, she was wearing yeah. like a green, you know? Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. okay. So think about that moment. 
Joe Biden will give interviews to no one. He's claiming COVID, blah, blah, blah. He's, he, he's not a single freaking rally. He's cars honking in front of him for a little bit. Suddenly, I feel, someone I feel on, a little senile, though. I ain't gonna lie. Someone on his team decides that Joe Biden should allow Cardi B to interview him. Now, what is the reason for that? This is how I think, right? Tap into cult- culture? Yeah. Black people are stupid. We don't need to talk to them about any of these. Like, if, why didn't they pick me? Why didn't they, forget it. Forget me. Black community maybe doesn't like me at that time. I'm talking about Black Lives Matter. You don't have Killer Mike. Why don't you pick a smarter representative from the black community than Cardi B, okay? And she acted like Cardi B. Like, there were some serious (laughs) questions that should have been asked in that moment. We knew, at least in the conservative side, right? Uh, She did. She was like, uh, super long nails. About, you know, she didn't even talk to people English. Fine. I like Cardi if she's on a podcast about hip hop. But when when you are driving black Americans to vote for this candidate, and now black Americans, what's up with these guys? prices. Wait, wait, hold on, no. I can tell you what's up with them. He was always going to do this. If you understood who Joe Biden was and knew his record, if you had had someone out there actually trying to tell you this was coming around the corner, they had you, again, going back to Malcolm X quote, believing that Donald Trump was your enemy. You guys were all living better under Donald Trump. You don't want to admit it because you're not allowed to say it on the, you're not allowed to say it, right? You were all living better under Trump. You had jobs. The gas prices were the lowest they've ever been. You were living good, but the media said, hate him, hate him. I ain't gonna lie. I just want my stocks to go back, man. That's why I got him getting he, crashed, here, he intentionally crashed the market. Here, we were telling you that this dude was a socialist. We were telling you that he was going to shrink the middle class. He was literally installed to shrink the middle class, right? He, he, all this uh, green energy, green energy, green energy. We're Some people would you, argue, though. He could, all he has to do right now is turn the pipelines on. We literally, America creates, we, we have our own gas here. He, all he has to do is turn pipelines on. Oh, well, green energy, we want you to uh, have electric cars. You, can you afford a 55,000 electric car? We, if you had an intelligent person that was interviewing him, okay, black America may have seen that coming around the corner. I saw it coming around the corner, but oh gosh, he was behind Trump. Okay, well then, you know what? I don't feel bad for you when you fill up your tank. It's $105. Wait, wait, wait. Honest question. Do you really think that, so if some people I hear argue that, they would say, uh, well, the economy was going to crash anyway. No. Or... What, what, how can you just... I, it's, it's such foolishness. You just keep thinking every time... It's, it's, it's one of those things where they're like, hey, listen... It's, it, it's stupidity. It's happened while It was just Biden's amazing when Trump was in office for all four years, and then right when Biden got in, instantly gas prices went up. And, yeah, and, and, and I love the is, lie yeah. of the Putin war. They were going up like crazy before uh, Ukraine and Russia were ever even fighting. And they think you're stupid, right? So the idea is black America is stupid. So what we're going to do is we're going to keep toting out whoever we think is popular in black America during election time... Never call them ever again, but expect Black Americans to vote that way. So in this election, like he, it was Cardi B. Before that, when Hillary was running, she taught it out Jay-Z and Beyonce, talking about why I don't like them, right? Because yeah, Hillary pulled Hillary, out the hot sauce out the purse. That was crazy. And, <laughs> and Charlemagne let it fly. He basically, what did he say? He was like, well, some people might say you're a painter. I would have been like, why did you do that? Biden was wild too. He's like, if you're not, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. I'm like, damn, goddamn. Charlemagne let that fly too. Hey, did, <laughs> I mean, you, you've you've touted the I think you called the the likes it right like yeah. just black people at least you know just exiting just unilaterally just voting for Democrats. I agree with that too. You know, you um, why do you think that it's just always a, it feels like a snowball effect as soon as there's a, a major election coming up and just there's no voices that's really taking both sides and comparing to really make a legitimate choice. I'm not saying you gotta go either way. It just always feels like, hey, the the race is decided in the Democratic primaries. And once you get the guy, basically that's the guy. We don't care about what the other guy says. Because independent thinking is not popular in the black community. And people don't like to hear that, but it's the truth. You know, we're, we're so wrapped up in culture 
and in what cultural icons think, you know, the, the idea, what kind of a community, you know, is calling Beyonce queen. And then when Beyonce queen says vote for Hillary, you do it, right? Because you actually think she's a queen. <laughs> this is why people need to go back to the Bible. And the Bible talks about the harms of idolatry. And this is why, right? Hollywood is evil. The concept of idolizing people, you can like their music, but stop idolizing them. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta, you gotta compartmentalize. You can say, I like Cardi B on Love and Hip Hop. I did. I liked her. She's very funny in Love and Hip Hop, actually. She was very funny on Love and Hip Hop, right? But I'm not listening to a word she says when she okurt and talks to freaking Biden. Like, but the black community, yeah, they just go, oh, well, what this is what this, we're though? all doing, I guess. And, and people go on the airwaves. They don't ask them difficult questions. And they, they just go, oh, this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to vote Democrat for no reason. And it's never worked for us, but we're just going to keep doing it anyways. Well, some might say, like, both things could be true, though, in the sense of, um, like, for example... Like, they would say what you're saying is, is kind of doing the what they've done to LeBron, like shut up and dribble, right? Where we're, He should I, shut up and dribble because he won't actually have an intellectual discussion. Like, mm. So when, when, I, when somebody says shut up and dribble to LeBron or shut up and rap to Cardi B, there is a way to <sighs> say, okay, I'm not just this and I want to be authentic and have these discussions. If any of them are being authentic, they would be the killer mics. Killer Mike talks to people on both sides. He does. You can see that he's trying to actually present both sides of the argument. Where in Cardi B's entire repertoire has she presented any other thing but vote Democrat? Well, That's, that makes her a billboard. That makes her an advertisement and a marketing does campaign. Does she need to, though? Imagine if she's like, hey, listen, people like me who think like me, and if they're influenced by me, at least I'm in that position to but talk to But does she explain him. why she says vote for Democrat? No, because no. there's no reason to. There's not even one reason. Actually, a colleague of mine wrote a book called Reasons to Vote for Democrats. It's 100 empty pages because there's not one. There's not one reason, <laughs> okay? There literally isn't. If you're a black American and you're voting Democrat, you're out of control. You li it means you know nothing about the way you're living, how you got to where you're living, what's going on outside. It's political ignorance for black Americans to vote for Democrats. It really I, is. I, I'm the last person to go for Candace Owens. She made a couple of points. Um, you know, the part about celebrities and, you know, how, you know, white politicians for the most part play on um, black people's ignorance of politics. And, you know, we get so caught up and the hoopla and the fanfare and you know we still idolize celebrities to the point where it was like you know they kept telling us they kept telling us for years you know get out and vote 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 and we go out and do it and Candace has her her points to back it up like you can't argue with facts when you have evidence to back it up like i will never understand i will still go out and vote for whom i think is more qualified and who stands but again like we keep running into this cycle where you know we vote for I guess the elite the less harmful or the, the lesser of two evils and we end up in some really chaotic situations 
I'll never go up for 45. Because to be a present, you have to be a person. He was never good at either. And, you know, to be a present, you have to do more than just handle gas and oil. All of that shit's money, none of which is coming our way to the neighborhoods and education and all that stuff. Or anything to help our our well-being. You know, most of us have been in the house the last few years anyway. So, Candace kind of lost me on that part. But, the the piece that I, it was an aha moment for me, the light bulb went off, was that you have such an opportunity and to a, a further degree, a responsibility when you're sitting across from these politicians as a celebrity to really pick and pay with valid questions and I can't recall in my 40 some years where that's been an effective situation Um, if anything it's more like a posturing and further idolizing oh because you know it's Beyonce and Jay-Z with the Obamas or it's Cardi B with Joe Biden that we go out and vote now Cardi B interviewing or hanging out with Joe Biden I didn't see that prior to voting for Joe Biden I just knew that Kamala Harris was on the bill I liked the way she was in the committee hearings when she was part of the house prior to becoming vice president um and now I'm like what is this like our second year in and I'm just like where is she what did what did does she do what what's what's going on like you haven't seen her you've seen her maybe less than three times and that's including when she was on the campaign trail but even then it was like she went on the breakfast club and in an effort to connect with black people she said on the breakfast club oh yeah you know I smoked 420 in college, and I listened to Tupac in college. And I went to look at her birthday, and I'm like, wait a minute. When Tupac was out, you were in your late 20s. Like, when Tupac first came out, you were in your late 20s. And you were still in, you were still in college? Uh, the math ain't mathing for me. Um... So I'll never forget that. And it's like, the it is pandering because it's like you're digressing and relegating us into a box or a narrow stereotype. Oh, you know, well, all we do, we must, all we do all day is smoke weed and listen to Tupac. Or we, we're just... We're just the stereotype, and you're actually going on a nationally syndicated radio show, morning show, wherever, and you're saying this to a bunch of people. And then it's like you look at her track record, and you're like, back in the early 90s, she was not lenient at all on lesser drug offenses, like the max. She would recommend the max on, like, small grams and 
you know, small sizes or a smaller morsel of a bud. Like, she wasn't playing any games. Like, Iron Lady up and through here. So it just, it's like, here you are with this history about to, well, she's already in as vice president. And in the 30 or so years since those days, and you're very full aware of the imbalance that is not in our favor. And you have that kind of track record where it's like you're aiding and abetting and perpetrating further and even more so the the oppression of black men within the judicial system and in the penitentiary system. It's, it's, it's already dangerous when it's like non-black people that are doing it, but when it's one of our own. And people are not paying attention. That's that's even scarier. It's even scarier. And when I was listening to this piece earlier, I was it, it got me thinking about that. Like all that other shit that Candace is saying. No, um, I will never revere or even mention forty five in the same sentence as other presidents as conflicted and as dichotomous as some of these presidents were as I'm finding out about Lincoln um, where it's just uh, some of these presidents in history are circumstances of the House and the Senate like, like I said before earlier on other episodes the president doesn't have as much power as you like to believe he's essentially just the mouthpiece and he still has to appeal and appease both sides to get not only accomplish his goals but also other you know constituents and things like that and there's some shit I'm finding out not only about Lincoln but also about Clinton where I was just like wow you really you really set that off and it's things that set off the fuck we're facing we're dealing with to this day um you know Clinton had the crime bill in 94 and this is stuff I found out not only in like 1619 project a book on still reading but also this netflix um movie documentary about racism in america uh, it's almost two hours um it's held it's orated and curated and narrated by an attorney by the name of larry i think his last name is jones um mind blown you know just when you get the background as to why bills are and how all this stuff stems from art the articles and the constitutions and how that shit those outdated attitudes inspire and further perpetuate racism and prejudice 
against black people in legislation and laws. As much as y'all go up for 45, man, I will never, he'll never be part of my experience because I won't let go of the fact that he had advance notice of the of the virus allegedly and it was not even alleged at this point because it was brought up during the debates that he had advanced him and Pence had advance notice that of the virus in another country months at least three or four months before it hit us and caused us to stay in the house for what's now been almost three years. Um he and didn't like put funding into researching and the work to get a, a vax put together. And it's like that has nothing to do with black people and pandering and posturing and stuff. Because I knew going in that it was it was more than he was capable of and it was just another feather in his cap of in a long history of being unqualified to do shit and the power of networking going a little too far like they say in professional circles network 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 and you know when you're in my age group it's clear that it's not what you know it's who you know but shit got all things if not some hit a wall at some point and being president when you have no business even being on Pennsylvania Avenue is one of those things moving on so I'm going to switch gears a little bit and bring up something interesting now this uh, Dan Benson guy, known for his roles as Ethan on Rick and Morty and Zeke on Wizards of Waverly Place, has an OnlyFans with a promise to support LGBTQ causes. I have not sus- subscribed. Um, I happen to see some of his not safe work stuff on my timeline because I think one of my followers shared it. Um, it's what you expect. I wouldn't be surprised if he was the top 1% by Thursday. Um, definitely muscular skater look. Um, of course he's white, which means of course he's going to be popular and he's going to have his not, his safe for work Twitter already has well over 120,000 followers. Um, And I'm sure it'll probably triple by midnight tonight. So, you know, what he has going on, I mean, it's not something I haven't already seen before. But uh, a theme that I've covered on the podcast is just how, I believe I covered it during Pride Month. It's just how, you know, we tend to walk a walk that's opposite of what we talk you know if you 
know gay people, if you're friends with gay people, if you yourself is gay or pan or bi or non-binary, you know, a trend is that, you know, we're sex positive and we're body positive, yet and still, you see the same type. The variation may be different, but it's, it's the same. White daddy, white otter, white chaser, white chub white twink white this white that and i was like thinking to myself i know baskin robbins got more flavor than vanilla but you know the balance it's it's always going to be this imbalance when it comes to progression and diversity and inclusion and Again, another thing I've said earlier on the podcast before is like with people in the community trying not to, finding it more important not to appear racist than to not actually be racist. It's like you're picking your social groups, your sexual groups based on race. And with that, as a gatekeeper, people are push are just telling others that are not, I guess, deemed desirable that they're not attractive in their own way. And at some point when I'm on the road with the podcast, I'll I'll bring one of my favorite guests back on and we'll dive right into it because too often, the outliers, such as myself, just for whatever reason, it's probably in the stars or in the cards, have these experiences where we're not welcomed and we're not embraced because we don't fit the cookie-cutter European standard. Um, and it's, it's a common theme across everything that's that's gay. It's like... OnlyFans top 1% is either a white person or exotic person. I'll put that in air quotes. Um, and that leaves the door open to wonder and question, well, damn, like, we go to Pride every, every year where the message is, oh, you know, we're inclusive, we're, we embrace all types, we're diverse. No, you don't. But, you know, I love this for Dan Benson. You know, I Rick and Morty I'm not too familiar with. I've never watched an episode. I think I have a couple of friends that are into it. Um, and Wizards of Waverly Place. This sounds These sound like two shows that occurred, like, after I left home and was, like, full-grown-ass adult elsewhere. Not really big after, you know, Cartoon Network during my coming up um anything after that wasn't really big into disney channel like that um but i've i hear rick and morty is good shit um in short i really from looking at the photos and looking at the content i couldn't pick him out of a lineup as an actor or as an only fans model either apparently all to y'all shade moving on 
you know, before we get into the last segment, you know, this this piece, this news just came in. Uh, the Murdaugh murders. Um, Alex Murdaugh, South Carolina attorney, expected to be indicted on murder charges in the slayings of his wife and son, which occurred last year on June 7th. I remember hearing about this this story either earlier this year or late last year on one of the mystery YouTube channels or um, Dateline or something. So the Murdaws were somewhat of like a dynasty family in a small South Carolina town. Um, the husband, father being a prominent attorney in town, um, family was comfortable and well off. Things went left the moment he called 911 to claim he had just found his wife and son shot to death on that evening. Now, the indictment that came down recently is on the heels of new evidence. Um, In addition to this, he's also been indicted on dozens of financial-related crimes. Now, here's, here's the thing, and you've probably seen this or heard about this watching Dateline or First 48 or cold case files or another 48 hours or whatever like people are stupid and sloppy so in alex murdoch's case things started to untangle last september when he told authorities of a random roadside shooting he experienced near the family's estate which he survived but the claim raised eyebrows and it was soon discovered that he arranged for a man to kill him so that his older son could collect on the $10 million life insurance policy. In the wife's will, she left her property to her husband, and this was before her and the younger son were mysteriously killed. Alex Murdaugh's law license was suspended indefinitely last fall by the highest court in the state. Earlier this year, he was indicted on 21 counts of breach of trust with fraud intent and six counts of computer crimes. Computer crimes. Now, the additional indictment alleges he stole more than $2.6 million, $2. million from his clients. So, funds for his clients were used for personal use. An additional 48 counts were brought down in another indictment between last November and December, ranging from forgery to computer crimes and obtaining property by false pretenses. Curtis Edward Smith, who was accused of assisting Alex Murdaugh in the failed suicide plot to collect the life insurance, was arrested last month. Now, now I'm, I'm no, no Inspector, Inspector Gadget, Gadget, but I'm, I'm going to bet this, this Curtis, Curtis guy is the, is the one, one that killed the ex-attorney's wife and younger son, son at the house. house. And you best believe they're going to turn... Like, this, um, this Curtis Edward Smith guy is going to turn. And as if, like, Alex Murdaugh is not going to, as if Alex Murdaugh is going to escape any of the indictments, which he's not, because you're talking at least 50 to 65 indictments. I mean, it's going down, okay? Like, what... How? Like, what were you thinking? Like, how did you think it was going to play out? Like, you just going to get somebody to shoot your wife and your son all up and through in front of the estate? 
at your house in a small in a small town in South Carolina. Like, and you don't think, and you're an attorney. Like, you don't think they're not gonna like catch on soon. Like, I got to give it to South Carolina. Like, I don't normally go for South Carolina because they still have plantations and they still revere that shit. And they still have, to the point that they still have tours. Like, you won't catch me on nobody's formerly enslaved land, revering plantations and the land and all that. Like, no. That, just the sight of, like, the main house gives me the heebie-jeebies. Like, no. And quiet as is kept, South Carolina is the inferior of the Carolinas. It's almost like the Florida of the Carolinas. I'm not even going to hold you. But moving on. To the the We We Down Down Bad Bad segment. First up, if you recall a story recently about a 73-year-old man that was beaten to death with a traffic cone in Philadelphia... James Lambert died on June 25th from the beating injuries he sustained from being struck repeatedly and beaten down with a traffic cone. In the video that was released with the initial story back on July 8th shows seven teens following Mr. Lambert. The video, which was picked up on city surveillance the morning of June 25th, June 24th, shows the seven kids following down the sidewalk behind Mr. Lambert with one of them picking up a cone and, like, striking him with it. Now, in the video, Mr. Lambert is blurred out, I guess, to save him from his identity at the time. In addition to the traffic cone, he was... Other objects were thrown at him, and he was essentially beaten down with the traffic cone. Well, update... Update for your asses. Two brothers, ages 10 and 14 years of age, surrendered to police this past Monday in the beating of Mr. Lambert. While it's not clear the role they played in the assault, I'm sure they'll definitely drop some names. I done seen plenty of First 48. You could either hit them with the McDonald's number four or an art. We're going to charge you with capital murder and they will fold like a dollar store playing card. Shit, get Detective Mason in there for three seconds, then babies will cry. Moving Moving on. on. So far in this Panasonic, we have seen women giving the nude model head at the sip and paint. We've seen people fucking crackheads. We've seen people fucking the homeless on the streets in broad daylight. Hell, I even seen recently a man licking and sucking a woman's toes in the booth of the club and bar. I wasn't physically there, I just saw the video. I don't make the news, I just report some of it. But this shit here is wild. (sighs) Down in in a Brazil hospital this week, Giovanni Quintello Bizarro, an anesthesiologist slash doctor, was caught on video raping a sedated pregnant woman during her C-section this past Monday. The video served as evidence for his arrest. He was indicted for rape of a vulnerable person a penalty that ranges from 8 to 15 years. Suspicions of his behavior arose among employees at the hospital, 
when they were wondering why only pregnant women were given an unreasonable amount of sedation. Those that turned the video into authorities said that the day before, the doctor participated in two other surgeries in rooms where hidden cameras were unable to catch him in the act. By the third operation, they were able to set a phone up and record him in the act in a different operating room. I won't go into details as to what's the video showing, but the overall ordeal lasted about 10 minutes. The doctor was on one side of the sheet while the C-section occurs under the, the diverted eyes of the rest of the team on the opposite side of the sheet. The thirst is definitely real. I just, like, you are just not safe out here. And when I was watching the video and reading the story, I was like, you literally, I was thinking back to my procedure. And I like being under. Like, I don't like feeling shit. I don't even care if I'm in the dentist chair and they have to put the needle in my mouth and numb my gums and shit. I don't want to feel anything. But I just couldn't help but wonder back to my surgery back in in May where I was just like, I was under for about four to six hours. Not that anybody tried anything and not that I woke up with like a sore throat or anything or a sore butt. But like you just thinking back, like anytime you're under anesthesia, anesthesia you're just at the mercy of these people and i've heard stories of like you know what dentists would do or male obgyns and how like women would like get sick and ill afterwards like this one lady she um this was covered on forensic files and i think this was even covered on another thing where she went it was this white lady i think up in canada or up in New England somewhere, um, where she went to, uh, I think he was a dentist, or an OBGYN, and for whatever reason, he had to put her under. Well, sometime later, she started getting sick. Ran a battery of tests, blood work, all this other stuff, and he came back that she was positive for HIV. Um, and which, at that time it automatically would turn into, uh, she ended up getting, um, I think, AIDS from it and dying or something. Um, long story short, the doctor had been fucking her while she was under. Um, and it was hard for the woman at first to prove that it was him. And she got all kinds of pushback, like from the community and stuff, because, of course, small town, people talk. People saying she was a whore and she, you know, was easy and she probably got a hook in or whatever. Like, but it turned out she was able to prove it. And the guy even went, the doctor went even so far as to, like, each time they would try to bring her, they would bring him in to get his blood. He would insert something under his arm. Um, it would be a vial of somebody else's blood. Now, the first couple of times, the, the nurse or whatever was not able to get any blood. Um, or the blood would come out and, like, spurts a little bit into the needle or it'd be really dry, too dry to test. Um, but he kept doing that same trick on future visits. Um, but he fucked himself up because the blood belonged to somebody that had, I think, passed. Um, 
had passed away. So they had to get a warrant to actually force him to give his blood the right way. And it turned out that he he was the cause. Like they were able to connect it through forensics that he was the one that gave her the HIV. But like that that was crazy. Um, you know, he got arrested, get indicted. But it's just like, man, there are probably other victims out there that fell under, that end up in that same situation. And it's scary out here. To think. But the thirst is definitely real. Like, you are just... People just can't get themselves together. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine earlier. Her, um, you know, she's been on the podcast a couple of times. Just like shit in her neighborhood has gotten bad, where it's like the kids are just have no care for like respecting and being responsible and just. N- being nice you know what I mean like you can tell from what she was saying that the parents of some of these kids just don't give a fuck about them um where they're like they're supposed to be friends of her one of her kids and and they're turning on them and jumping them and all this other shit and it's just crazy out here and they're doing it because they think they can but because her child is not no punk and refuses to go with everybody they turn on them and it's like family has done a lot for you and her child has been good to you and you want to turn on them But it's just one of those examples of this is where we are in society where we're just so greedy and so selfish and so narcissistic and it's causing a lot of the good people to question, myself included, to question faith and like the universe and karma and shit like that. And I just don't understand. Um, We had like a good hour and a half conversation about it and I was just like it's 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 bad. It's we're down bad. We're down really bad and I really I really am trying to hold on the sliver of hope I have left. I just can't. I just can't. Um But this is Mr. Fox the I Refuse podcast. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far. We love it here. And we love getting on this mic and giving y'all, you know, stories that the news is not covering that is fresh off the press, give you our opinions and all this other jazz and only the way that I can. So follow, subscribe, wherever you see the I Refuse podcast. We are on YouTube. We're also on eight streaming platforms. We're also on Twitter. At I Refuse Podcast, that's all one word. Instagram, I Refuse Podcast, underscore between the words. We will catch you guys later. Stay hydrated.
get your money. And apparently, if you're in New York, you better get that hazmat seat ready. Because I hear that they're giving out, they, they done broadcast PSAs telling y'all about some nuclear attack that might happen because from Russia or whatever. But nevertheless, um, do what you want to do. But just treat people nicely, do right by people, but take no shit. Take it easy. Bye.